Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Season's starting to wind down, just a couple of weeks left of uh, regular season games. I've invited on the skinny again uh, for our weekly handicapping uh, picks podcast. Uh, last week, even though we didn't do a show, we both put in picks for uh, posterity's sake. I went 4-1. Uh, and one. I, had, I hit on Bama. Uh, Texas Tech, Louisiana State, and Kansas State missed on uh, North Carolina plus five. Skinny was uh, two and three. He was also on UNC plus five, which missed. Uh, he was on Iowa to cover the 13 and a half. That didn't happen. Central Florida didn't cover 25, but he did get uh, Northern Illinois plus 20 and Sparty plus 13 and a half. Uh, that puts Skinny at 47% on the year. I am at 60%, so uh, Skinny's got some work to do here. Let's go ahead and welcome him on and see if he can uh, get back uh, on the winning on the winning side of things. Skinny, what's up, man? I, you know, I would say, if my track record didn't say otherwise, I, I would claim that I was kind of robbed by um, UCF not having the starting QB there on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on Saturday, but... Uh, yeah, my record says otherwise. So, try to do better this week here. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead then and give us our first pick of the week. Uh, mine is uh, an SEC game: Texas A&M traveling to Auburn, where the Tigers are getting six and a half points. And I'm going to roll with uh, the underdog here, simply because, you know. I look. I've seen I've seen Auburn play. It, this team does not uh, impress me that much, but they're far better there on the plains than uh, they are away from home. Uh, and you know, we saw them get spanked by Alabama last week, but that was uh, that that was coming after uh, Bama lost to uh, their in-state rivals last year in the Iron Bowl. I just I've I've watched A and M, and it's not that A and M is a bad team per se. In fact, I think they're really good, like on both, uh, especially in the trenches. But I do think that uh, you know Kellen Mond doesn't do a lot for for me, and uh, you know Auburn's a solid defensive enough team to where uh, they can keep this low scoring, keep it within uh, keep it within one score. And, uh, you know, potentially, I guess, maybe have a shot to uh, pull off the upset here late. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Tigers here, plus six and a half. Uh, well, uh, not to be boring here, but I'm actually, my first pick was the exact same. I'm going to take Auburn getting the six and a half at home. Uh, you know, this just is it's a tough spot for AM. I, I don't know that they're used to handling this kind of pressure, uh, kind of, you know, called being the hunted, right? Um, given their position now and, and, 
And I, I agree. Auburn defensively, I think, could give them some problems. Um, I know they gave up a ton of points to Bama, but um, I'll go ahead and take Auburn as well. All right, so we're both on Auburn plus six and a half. Uh, I'll move on to my second game. This is one that I actually previewed for um, Athlon Sports, so if you want to check that out. But uh, West Virginia traveling to Iowa State to Ames. Another case here where I'm going to get on the be with, be with the underdog. This is a really good defense on West Virginia's side of the field. In fact, I think that you'll see two good defenses, really, uh, when uh, these two teams play on Saturday. Um, and that alone, come, plus on top of that, I mean, if you saw how Iowa State reacted kind of last week after beating uh, beating Texas, you know, it was a kind of a thing where you know you could just tell that it was a huge deal for for that program, given how close they are now to uh, clinching a spot in the Big Twelve championship game. I think that uh, the Mountaineers are going to keep this same kind of thing, and we think they're going to keep this within a score in a game that ends up being uh, maybe a little lower scoring than than even uh, than most people would expect. Uh, Mountaineers plus six and a half. Wow, man, we're going to keep it really boring here because I'm on the same game. Uh, West Virginia getting the points. Uh, a lot like you said, I think Iowa State, you know, seems really high coming off, you know, the, the Texas win, you know, the OU and Texas in the same year. Um, shot at the Big 12 title, right? All these things. West Virginia's defense is really good. Um, I, I'd be surprised to see West Virginia will miss outright. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll take the six and a half. Yeah, um, you know, the, my only concern here is that kind of late breaking, I guess there's, there are some COVID issues there for uh, the Mountaineers. Um, they'll have they'll be missing a few guys on both sides of the ball, but you know you kind of take that's just the way it goes this year, right? So I mean, it, you know, just keep on trucking, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to play that that uh, the COVID uh, outbreak yeah. this year. Right, exactly. You don't know what you're getting. Um, all right, so we're both on West Virginia plus six and a half. Okay, my third pick, uh, Big Ten country. We've got Indiana. They uh, sustained a big loss uh, with uh, my quarterback Michael Penix uh, with the knee injury. It's going to knock him out for the year. They've got Wisconsin uh, coming up, and uh, I believe the Badgers were off last week thanks to uh, some COVID issues in Minnesota. But um, it's a big number here, two touchdowns. I say lay it with uh, with whiskey here. It's not just that they're lo- that that. Uh, Indiana is losing Penix. I mean, for starters, this to me this line is way too thick. It's telling it, it's saying something, but you know, Indiana has relied so much on other teams turning the ball over this season to uh, to uh, get points, and I think that uh, you know you'll see that Wisconsin can kind of control tempo and uh, you know plays a lower margin style where I don't think that those kinds of uh, you know, turnover, the turnovers become like a big problem. I think, uh, and on top of that with, uh, you know, quarterback change there for the Hoosiers, I think that Wisconsin's going to roll this week. So I'll go ahead and lay the two touchdowns. Yeah. I love that one hundred myself. Just that, I mean, I, I guess given, you know, Indiana's injury situation, maybe it, it makes some sense, but you know, also the only t- time I really got to see Indiana was against Ohio State, and, and that game was not um, as close as the, the final scores. Okay, so then what is uh, game number three for you, Skinny? All right, I'm going to break ranks here. I'm going, staying in the Big 12, I'm looking at the Oklahoma State Cowboys 
going into Fort Worth to play TCU. Um, you know, it's the kind of situation where, boy, over the season, that, that OSU offense really doesn't do a um, you know, the injuries and, and kind of all the things that they've dealt with on that side of the ball. But I, I still just I, I want TCU. I don't think their offense is going to be able to do much against, you know, that Oklahoma State defense. I'll take Oklahoma, the uh, road favorite, minus two. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, again, folks, we don't, we don't share these picks uh, ahead of time. I, for my fourth pick, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I like the uh, Horn Frogs plus two here, and <laughs> I wish I could give you a really solid reasoning aside from uh, something about. I mean, I mean, Oklahoma State last week, the way their defense played, uh, that had been their calling card this year. Then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, Texas Tech is going up and down the field on them, and uh, you know, TCU is sharp enough team, but. The other thing about it is this line at two just seems to be screaming out, like, you know, just begging you to take Oklahoma State. Um, sometimes that works out. Other times it doesn't. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just suspicious here. I'm going to go ahead, take the two points, and I, I think Horn Frogs may win this one uh, outright. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Okay, so I am going to take TCU plus two. You are on the opposite side of that one with the Oklahoma State minus two. Uh, give me your fourth pick, Skinny. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I'm going to go to the Pac-12 for the first time this year. I'm I'm looking at the Oregon Ducks. Uh, you know, I obviously know what happened uh, last week, but this is a really bad Cal team. Um, and, you know, I... I guess Oregon still has something to play for, right? So um, I'll take Oregon at minus 10. I think that's a pretty good number for them. So uh, I like Oregon. All right. Yeah, that was uh, that was a funky game they had last week there. I mean, that uh, especially the officiating there at the end. I mean, it was just a disaster. Uh, did you yeah. happen to see – were you, were you watching? Because, uh, you know, it was that goal line issue where – uh, Oregon State had the ball on third, third down, right on the goal line, and or, Oregon's defensive end was offsides by a good like second and a half. I mean, he was like already in the backfield before they yeah. had snapped, and they didn't throw. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. But uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, that that definitely threw a wrench in things there for the Ducks. So uh, all right, so Oregon minus ten. That is Skinny's fourth pick. All right. So uh, my fifth pick this week, this one, man, I never, ever do this. But just in this one case, I'm going to lay the seven with Texas. Um, I know that oh. it's a really, really odd uh, spot emotionally for that team after uh, blowing that last week. And, you know, now they've got guys opting out left and right. Uh, you know, there's talk about, uh, you know, Tom Herman. It sounds like he might be on his way out there in Austin. But the one thing uh, about it is that 
Texas didn't quit last week. They didn't, you know, it wasn't that type of thing. It was just more a matter of, uh, you know, they weren't really put in a good positions to win, I think, by their coach. And, you know, Sam Ellinger, you know, love him, hate him. Uh, I mean, he still plays pretty hard. I think, and on top of that, man, I mean, just if you've been watching Kansas State down the stretch here, they're not looking good. Their quarterback situation is bad. I just feel like this is going to be the kind of thing where Kansas State is going to really have a hard time stopping Texas. And uh, I think that uh, Kansas State's just so limited offensively that – Texas will be able to uh, keep them from really doing much damage. I like I like the Longhorns here, and I think they win by I'll say by double digits. Wow! Yeah, I mean, watching Kansas State down the stretch here just really yeah. <laughs> makes you all the more mad about that implosion back in uh, September. But right, I mean, that was a different team, you know. I mean, it, sure, sure, with uh, Skylar Thompson at quarterback instead sure. of uh, you know uh, Will Howard. So, all right, uh, last one for this week, Skinny. Who you got? Ooh, okay. Uh, throwing one out there, I guess, here. Um, I'm looking at Syracuse going into South Bend. I feel like I end up on Notre Dame every week here. But <laughs> um, I, I guess here's the thought, right? Notre Dame's in the in the, um, the championship game. They'll win this one easily, right? And, um, and and I guess, you know, I'm hoping here that, that maybe they're kind of thinking about pulling the starters, not getting anybody hurt, um, that kind of thing. Maybe not giving their all uh, down the stretch there. And uh, – I'll take Hughes to cover that that thirty three points. Yeah, I looked at that one really hard. Uh, exact same thing, uh, man. Can you believe though the way they're doing that in the ACC with like all of a sudden canceling those games at the yeah. last minute? I mean, that's just you know, the, I don't know. I, long term, they might regret doing that because you know you kind of set a precedent there where if Dabo just you know cries about it long enough that they'll uh that they'll you know kind of cater to uh what it is that he wants uh, i don't know to me it was just it just wasn't a very it, i don't know it, it, there's just something strange about it. it doesn't sit well with me it doesn't yeah they're, they're definitely one they're definitely going to get those two teams in right i mean mm-hmm. in the playoff and why they're thinking why risk it but yeah it, it's a bad precedent yeah yeah well we'll see we'll see all right so just to recap here uh let's see here skinny's five for this week uh auburn getting six and a half west virginia getting six and a half Uh, i've got both of those also uh we go opposite directions on tcu osu he'll go ahead and lay it uh with oklahoma state and i will take the two points with the horn frogs uh then skinny's fourth pick oregon minus 10 his fifth is syracuse uh getting 33 my final two i'm going to go ahead and give the seven with texas and give the 14 with wisconsin so uh so that wraps it up so let's talk uh sooners real quick obviously last week uh didn't go off with uh traveling out to west virginia for the uh post thanksgiving game there instead oklahoma's got its last uh home game of the covid shortened season with Baylor coming to town, uh, you know these teams have played a couple really good games in the, in the past few years. But uh, you know, I think that so long as Oklahoma has at least a functional roster out there, uh, what I, I see Baylor having a really hard time keeping up with the Sooners. Uh, yeah, I think OU should should win this one easily. But you know, you you think about all these things where you know talk about like 
uh, Lincoln Riley hasn't seen his players in a week. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what's going on? And then, you know, of course, uh, uh, you know, you have to bring Bob Stoops back to coach, <laughs> yeah. which is which is pretty cool. You know, there's one kind of cool thing that's happened out of this. That, that's that's a kind of cool story. But, um, yeah, oh, oh, you should roll. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the thing with Stoops, I, I, I'm not exactly sure who they wanted him to – uh, fill in for you know on the coaching staff. My yeah, understanding, I was wondering that yeah. myself. Uh, my understanding, it sounds the reporting out there is making it out like maybe Alex Grinch got a false positive and that he, t- he tested positive, but he's had like three negatives since then or something like that. So maybe hmm. Stoops was filling in for Grinch, but he could have also been filling in maybe for Roy Manning who also might have been uh, affected. So. I don't know, but it was just it, it was funny to me though that when when that story came out because then all of a sudden you uh, you know a lot of Texas you know oh man is this uh, is is Lincoln Riley going are they going to bring Stoops back to uh, f- to take over for Riley since he's leaving for the NFL or what have you I mean just you know the typical kind of fan fiction that you get right about yeah this time. I, I, yeah I think Texas fans need to focus more on their own uh, coaching <laughs> yeah <laughs> problems at the exactly moment. I mean I. <sighs> Do you think that they're that the Texas? Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Do you think Texas really is going to can Herman? I, I do. I mean, it's it's a bad look um, in a year like this. Just you know, given that what they've had layoffs in the athletic department, it's what is it, a twenty some million dollar buyout. Uh, I, I my guess is that they do it anyway, though. Um, you know, but it's all dominated by boosters there anyway. I mean, not that most schools aren't, but like. Texas in particular is and yeah uh, you know and it's one of those things where I guess you know the the weird part about it is like you can make the argument like if you can afford to pay that buyout like you can't necessarily afford not to do it if it's going to hurt you know donations ticket sales you know next next year and I mean they're getting massacred in recruiting too is I think part of the issue also I mean you know you you had t- <laughs> you had Chris Del Conte I guess are, uh, offering to go call recruits on behalf of mm-hmm. Herman like that's never a good sign man. No, no, it's not, and, and I mean they're just they're not going anyway. Some, something's not working there. I really thought Herman would do well. Something's just not working, right? Yeah, it doesn't sound like he has many allies around the uh, around the athletic department anyway. So yeah, it sounds like he didn't start out very well in yeah. that regard. That, but... Yeah, that's a that, that's an understatement, and he didn't didn't really uh, make any friends. I think in the media, either, yeah. So, um, so I guess you know the talk there is, uh, you know, they're gonna try to make a hard play at Urban Meyer. Something tells me that that won't end up working out, though. I kind of agree. I mean, I, I don't know. There's part of me that could see it because, uh, you know, I, it all comes down to this, he wanted to be back in coaching, right? And then if I were Urban Meyer, I'm kind of looking at it like, well, it, you know, I, I'm going to a, obviously a place with plenty of resources, right, recruiting. And, and then unlike some other conferences, I've got one team I've got to get over every year, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I, but I, I, I guess I don't see him wanting it either in the end. I mean, the TV thing is so cushy, man. I mean, he's probably making, you know, five, $6 million a year. He's really only working, uh, you know, one couple days a week, really. I mean, mainly just one. Uh, I mean, to me, like, I don't know why you'd trade that to go, to go back into coaching and get back on that grind. 
Yeah. How old is Urban Meyer now? Is he 60 yet? Is he That's a good question. Mid 50s? I don't I really don't know. I think he is, you know, probably around 60. Okay. Um you know, I gosh, and like yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, for OU, I, I don't really care one way or the other who they hire, honestly. I mean, it, it OU I feel like I'm in the I'm in the boat that it helps OU when Texas is good because agreed you know it may it makes OU raise its game it it brings more kind of um, cachet to the rivalry and whatnot and that's big for recruiting and, and enthusiasm around it so you know uh, but yeah I don't it's funny I don't necessarily worry about Texas hiring Urban Meyer if they decide to go that route I mean he's been coaching for a long time now not everybody is Nick Saban, you know, like not everybody is wired to keep, keep it that grind as that, that same way, you know, and if you see, sure. see how it's gone with Meyer in the past couple stops, or, I mean, he's flamed out pretty hard in both of them. Yeah, I agree. It, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and, but if not, and if not him, who, um, right. assuming they go that route, right. It'll be, right. it'll be really interesting. Cause and this is a big hire. I mean, I guess they all are, but this one seems it would, like it would be really big. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll th- try to maybe throw their hat in the ring for like Matt Campbell, uh, or maybe like uh, Napier at Louisiana Lafayette or something like that. But yeah, they they wouldn't have the same they wouldn't have the same pull as Meyer. That's for sure. No, no, they would not. All right. Well, skinny man. Uh, Awesome. So uh, I guess you know we got the Sooners uh, just a couple games left this year, man. It's uh, it's, it's been a wild, obviously, season, but uh, it's kind of crazy to think that they're on the verge of finishing up eleven or twelve games pretty quickly here. Yeah, I, I mean, I never would have. I, I was skeptical they would even start, and then I thought, who knows how this will go? And you know, I, I know they had the the one hiccup last week, but it's it, it's been far more you know seamless than i i would have i would have thought so yep yep i'm with you i'm with you all right well skinny thanks a lot man appreciate it sounds good all right thanks to the skinny for joining us as he does every week during the season for uh picks trying not to suck uh make sure to uh rate review subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast and thanks to you all for joining us too for the blaine homers and podcast i'm alan kenny take it easy